Um, yeah, so to answer your question that you had just asked me when we had just went on the break. What question did I ask again? It was about... I forgot. <laughs> no, it was about... Um, dang it, I forgot to start. We'll just... How'd she get in the apartment? How'd she get into the apartment? Because so... What I had heard originally, like when I was listening to everything, they're talking about him getting into the, or her getting into the apartment. And what I was saying before was not necessarily my concern or my, sorry, my concern or my confusion about um, her going to the wrong apartment. It was her going into the wrong apartment and not knowing. So like when I would say, hey, I'm having a hard time understanding how you got in, like how you're in the apartment and don't know that it's not your apartment. Not going to the apartment, that makes sense. But getting into the apartment and then not knowing it's your apartment, well, it turns out she also didn't get into the apartment from what I was hearing. She shot him she at the door. She shot him at the door. Because which he goes back to what you were saying. So she doesn't say. Which I thought say... was very, very interesting how you were saying your, hus- your ex-husband had said that Wait. it's better that. The intruder, the intruder is in your space. Yes. I'm sorry. For Wait. you to, sh- to shoot. Now, I realize that that's kind of. The, reverse. the reverse for the situation, but she didn't even get in the in the doorway. The, she didn't the, get into the apartment. No, no. So she, in the belief that this is her apartment, he opens the he door. He opened the door, and she immediately shot. Oh, and I've here, done that before. But not the shooting part. Well, okay, I was going to say excuse me. But open the door to someone. No, no, no. That, the reverse. When I like, I I went to somebody else's door and I tried to put my key in it, and they opened up the door. Right. And, and you're the, like, the oh, notion crap. that I would then yeah. shoot them or oh, right. or knife them or strangle them or anything. It's wouldn't it be? That's I not ba- my immediate thing. My immediate thing up. would be a backup. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even even my if bad. I'm in the right apartment, my immediate thing would be to back up. Even if this is my apartment, even if I am in the right apartment, I feel like because I would be startled. My and and I think that's the other. But issue you know, you I don't have a gun. gun, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I said. That's yeah. the other issue that I'm having is that you don't get to be immediately startled because and shoot. you don't get to do that. You but, you but don't get to case. do that because I'm a civilian, but that's right? The, but that's I don't. The case. I I and I don't work on an elite squad. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Like, but that's the case with police officers, though. They, 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 they do. They are human, so they do have those human reactions. They can't. They, they don't live up I to the that. standard that, that that they're that they're apparently supposed to be held to. But at the same time, like, why automatically is it your first response to shoot? Well, here's my thing too. He's, and that goes into the police training. Right. Well, he's so. Let's okay. say let's work under the premise that. She believes, okay, as she has said, as, or, the, story. as, the, as story the story is going, right. that she was at her apartment right. door, okay, and she can't get in, so does she knock a bunch of times? To- like, who are you knocking so for? So I heard, like, I heard, poor Chris, you all right over there, baby? You all right? Just, He's I'm just trying, struggling. I'm, like, I'm sorry. It's, it's like it's, ridiculous. It's, it is mind-boggling and completely. Because, but, ooh, because if he's, let's say, if he is an intruder, how many intruders do you know so that someone knocks on the door or you hear someone in the key and, and you they go, open the door? Yeah, you're gonna go ahead and go confront. You're looking for a place to hide, a way, an exit, an right? Exit and a window. So here are the things that I now have concerns and questions about. Specifically, once we get to this point, what I have heard, and I want to be clear on the following things. These are things I have heard, and I have not found to be true it has been i have read that they are looking to see if so it's been put out there by some other news media or someone else that says they are looking to see if 
um, there is a possibility that she knocked on the door, like that, that people were hearing, open the door, open the door. That's, that's what people have been saying. And so they're looking into these claims that neighbors heard banging on the door and open the door, open the door. At which case, here is what the officer said to me. And he said, this is how this is going to hurt her. He said, she's, it's not looking good specifically for her at all. But he said, how it's going to hurt her is she, again, is in full uniform. So if I am in my apartment and the door is locked and I hear somebody trying to get in and I hear somebody knocking and you look out the peephole, what do you see? You see a police officer in full uniform. What are you going to do? You're going to open the door. That's why he you don't know. You don't what, know what's happening. You don't know. I mean, it's a police officer. What are what if they're telling you to evacuate the building for X, Y, or Z? You don't know. And so instead, he's shot so dead. So he opened the door, and he was shot dead. Now, the other thing that the police officer said he had heard, so again, he, he could not give me this information, but he said, because I, I said, do we know where he was shot? And I was actually asking specifically on the body, yeah. but what he heard was, in I heard she didn't get through the doorway. So he was shot in the chest. Twice. And that was the other thing. She, he was shot in the chest, chest twice. Um, and he didn't get through... She didn't get through the doorway, but also that he was wearing boxers because, again, it's 10 p.m. at night on a Thursday. He at home. Right. So. I'm just so aggravated. And <laughs> you should be, my friend, because that's kind of where I'm at, too. Oh, okay. These are all the things that then they're after. And so at this first, come out I was of, trying. None of this has come out of official channels. This is all hearsay. Yeah. And, and a lot of the stuff that we've, a lot of the facts or details that we're finding out, like uh, uh, little, part, by little. little by little, have come out through hearsay or through independent investigations by normal civilians or what have you. So I'm just like, okay, if. If I can find charge, this out, right. Right. If we can confirm this, if we can have some confirmation, that would settle some of the dust around this whole situation. And I think that that's and the other thing is... also she needs to be in jail. So that's there's it. also a comma that. Um, I think that that overall, and so, and I wish that I could talk to, because both gentlemen, of course, can, both gentlemen, of course, will concede that, you know, there, there are historical reasons. There are reasons that the community doesn't trust law enforcement. They're not, they're not at all acting like that doesn't exist. They, they know that. Um, I, I do want to make sure that I point out like some of the things that he mentioned because I feel like I would be doing a disservice without actually, if he can't be here, I would be doing a disservice without saying these things. But I think it's going to shift us into the next thing. Um, a couple of things. He acknowledged that, of course, there's deep-rooted hate, distrust, um, anger, of, of course. course. Um, what he said specific, specifically with regard to training is that police are trained, as you said, for self-preservation. That's what they're going to go with. Um, and so, and he said that that is what they are taught. They are taught self-preservation. We'd rather you um, not become a victim yourself. That's what they're taught. That's the first thing that they will tell you um, in training. And of course, that may be something that you agree with or disagree with. I don't know. Um, a couple of other things that he said, and I felt a way about it. I received it because it is information that I need to know, but I felt a way about it. Um, was, and, and I could be messing up his, his 
statistic, so if he's listening, forgive me, but he basically said that police die at a rate of like 40 times that of people that they kill, um, which I get that. I also kind of felt like, well, that's just another statistic. Well, and it's a, the job inherently... Right. Is and so dangerous? that's the thing. And, that, and that's what I said. I said, so at the, end of the day, right. at the end of the day, we can always skew statistics to prove a point. Um, I think it just depends on how you want to look at it. Because the other thing that he had said is most 911 calls are against minority, the poor, or the less educated. In which case, that means that they are more in those... Um, communities, which means that, of course, it is going to show that there are more issues within that community, like, in terms of, ooh, you have, like, but you had the old grandmama sour candy look on your face, like, he had his lips pursed, and he was, like, side-eyeing me, like, like he was side-eyeing me from the choir stand and everything, like, I need to stop, so, I, again, I understand that you may feel a way, but my point in sharing, and you're more than welcome to respond to any of these things, but I also want to make sure that I, sh- if, if they cannot be on, I still want to make sure that I share what they're saying as well. And, and to his point, I, I get what he's saying. I get that he's saying that um, his point is he doesn't feel as though it's as ro- racially motivated as it's being portrayed. Does he think that it exists? Yes. Is he talking about those bigots? And he said very clearly, I'm not talking about the bigot who has a badge because those exist. I'm not saying, I mean, he is acknowledging. It's not like he's sweeping it, you know, under the rug. But he's saying that because of the things that have happened, he thinks that the community is viewing it as being bigger than it really is. No, Um, no, it's not. We're not viewing it bigger than it really is. So we're then supposed to believe that had a Caucasian person opened the door, that he would have been shot twice in the chest. That's what you're asking us to also believe then, that she would have shot whomever it was because she would have felt threatened because this person supposedly is in her home. You know, oh, and I so, can't argue with that because I, 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 I believe I just I'm find on that. the same and, side. And, and so, <laughs> and if the hearsay is true that he was in his boxers, how many intruders do you and, know go around stealing in, boxers. in their boxers? Right. And and he did, and he said that he said, yeah, no, that's it's real hard for you to have a, like. So let me also be clear that this particular gentleman, from what it sounded like, he was saying things that made sense to me in terms of how we're viewing the thing. He said, it don't sound right. He said very clearly, something doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I'm not, not saying, right. right, I'm not saying that he's on the side and he's... Right, but he's just giving I'm you I'm saying kind of, what he's saying is from a broad perspective. Right. The, and I guess it's important for us to remember that too with, with all the cases that we're looking at, which we're going to get to that too. So let's, let's go into this. Should this be a police brutality case? Should this be a Black Lives Matter case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, in all likelihood, it is an issue both of um, bias in policing and, well, bias of a police officer, right? Um, but also, I think that, I mean, we've all shared examples of when we were at the wrong door. And I think that um, someone who was not a police officer would not have shot. I think So I think, yes, it is a case of 
how police are taught to respond to threatening or just um, uncertain circumstances. Uh, and so insofar as I think that it's, if we had a different kind of policing, I think that um, Botham John would be alive. So yeah, that makes it a Black Lives Matter issue. That makes it, and I also think, let's, first off, I agree. If he was white, he wouldn't be dead. He would Which, also be alive, right? That would right? then make it a, a Black Lives Matter thing. But even beyond that, like to me, Black Lives Matter is specifically about um, accountability. Uh, yes, is about accountability for police officers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, and for the justice system as a whole. Yeah. And so, I would also right. say, if let's say he did get shot anyway, uh, if he was white. I think that she would be in jail now, and I think it would be, I think, if she had knocked on an apartment door in Plano and shot a white person in Plano, and th th she would be in jail right now, like 100%. I don't, I don't, I disagree, I don't think, I think, it, because I don't think it's not, it's not just about race, we're talking about a police department, and so I think that even if it had been a white person that she shot, she still would be on administrative leave at home. Fair. So, and which and that's my opinion. Well, and so, and also to point out, hold on, because I'm I am so blind. I'm gonna go get my eyes checked tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to read what he's saying. Also, he mentioned something about leave, and he said that that is uh, the law is actually set up for police officers to get paid leave. So when people are yelling about this is not right that the police department is doing x y or z it's also important for you to know that that is he said if you don't like it you need to vote right. because that is not it's not a police officer that's not a police department rule Can but, I just at the, but at the same time when when we say we need to vote i i agree with that um but it doesn't just stop with voting. It start. It 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 continues. Yes, that's what it's I was going to say. Continuously yeah. necessary for us, for us average citizens, for everyone to be involved and and providing um, uh, you know oversight or or requesting you know uh, accountability or enforcing accountability to let them know that we're watching you while we're doing our jobs on the side. You know, we're, I'm over in my own lane, doing my, living my life, being trying to be my best person. But I'm also holding you accountable as an elected official, as someone who I voted for, or someone who I've donated to in order to, for your campaign to win, that kind of thing. It, it, for me, this all boils down to a humanitarian issue that just so happens needs the oversight or needs that added pressure of Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think that Black Lives Matter would be involved in, in it in this situation regardless of if it was a black person or not because we've seen time and time again that the Black Lives Matter group groups have shown up for white persons, for Hispanic persons in the community, whereas the All Lives Matter crowd is still silent and on the sidelines. You know, so I, I think that Black Lives Matter is an added layer of accountability. Um, but yeah, it, this, this, it, it, we can't be quiet about this. Uh, I just, from like a political perspective, the police remain incredibly popular. Um, I think I, I saw something recently about uh, they did a study of like American institutions, and while um, while responses or opinions about uh, whether or not the police were to be trusted were were some, one of the most strongly bifurcated by race, nevertheless the police was one of the few institutions. Like if you think about the police, the, the banking system. Um, uh, elected officials, et cetera, et cetera. The police was one of the few institutions that on average, the public trust. 
And so if you're going to go against the police, and if, more importantly, if you're going to go against the police unions, which are also very powerful, I'm very pro-union. I'm, like, really big on, like, we need more people in unions. Well, hold on. Wait. Because in you general. said that. I just want to say that. I just want to say this. The reason they have, do you remember that, uh, uh, that cooling off period before? Right. Is, is the police It's because of the police union. So if, and the, let's those, just say. Those rights that they have that supersede them as a uh, normal citizen, yeah, that's because of police unions. I'm all for unions as well. Unions are good. However, when you use your, when you use your power to, to usurp the rights of others, but see, I don't even see it on that level. Yes, it is bad, but I see it on the level of it's like a power balance, right? Because, of course, if I'm not going to ask any police officer in America to not fight for whatever thing they can get to to make sure they can get their family home at night. I would never ask that of anybody, right, right, right. Even, even if it is to the detriment of but other I would people. Ask you to ask, I would ask you to use some judgment. Use better judgment in, in the execution of your duties sure, instead of yeah, executing people. Oh, yeah, do a better people. job. But I'm saying, I'm saying let's, I'm, if I'm in a union contract negotiation... I would never walk up to the police union and be like, yeah, y'all should definitely concede on things that you think are going to like affect whether or not your members die. No. But what I do expect is for us to have, the problem is that the people that the police are preying on have no power. So the, the police union has all this power, right? Like the police, if the police go on strike, what you going to do? You're really just going to not have police for, for a month, really? It's just going to do, what's that um, from, from The Wire when they were like, we're just not going to enforce drug crimes in this area for a while? <laughs> like you're not going to do that, right? Um, so you have this very powerful union, and the issue is that the people on the other side have no power. The issue is that the opposite side is is poor black and brown people who you said are the people that the 911 gets called most often relative to poor black and, black and brown people. And they have no ability to fight back. They're not in that union negotiation saying, no, actually, as a stakeholder in what the police do, I don't think the police should be able to. So maybe that's, that's large systemic reform. And I think... I think some of the things that, so when I was talking to, to the officer, one of the things that he was saying as well was that a lot of people say this is about training and we need to train our officers better without understanding what that means. Um, I will say I also heard a statistic that in every other country, police are trained for longer. Average in the U.S. is like 21 weeks. I've heard that as well. And in other countries, like average is like a year or two. So just as a disclaimer too, I would just, if it, if you're saying any of these things against the police in particular, and I'm not saying you're not supposed to hold them accountable by any means at all, but also make sure that you're asking yourself the questions before, like, do you really know what that looks like? Oh, we need better police training. Do you know what training True. really looks like? Right. Right. Like, we can't really say that we need our officers to be trained better and if we don't know. And I'm not saying that you're not allowed to say that ever, right. but if you know what that looks like, then maybe mm -hmm. that's your personal opinion. But if you've never seen what a training, what, you don't know anything about the policies and how it works, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing everyone else a disservice. And they're not going to listen to you. Right. To be fair, like if you don't know what it's like to do X, Y, or Z, I'm going to kind of be like, I mean, but... You take, okay, the, you know you take that, that comment with a grain of salt, yeah. right? But and, as a counterpoint to like the police, police have the police who like police. Let's say 
you know Oak Cliff. The police who police Oak Cliff don't know anything about what it is to live in Oak Cliff. So now that is also something that he was mentioning too. And we make policy all and, the time for that without that experience. Absolutely, but that's also that's also that goes into more about our representation and that that goes back into voting and the way our system is set up and how do we vote and and what do we vote for, for sure. and and how do we get these people in? Well, and also wrong numbers. He did say I can't remember. Yeah, he did say I can't remember what year that he kind of gave me, but he said you know at some point of course even for um, fire department, you may be able to give me a better number. Um, but when he had started working, I think in the 90s or something, he said that there had yeah. been there had been a um, a push to to hire more police officers of color, more female police officers, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And then it was then found to be um, unconstitutional. So because of that, that also like, but again, also was that the Texas Supreme Court or the United so, States? So and I don't Supreme know. Court? But so now here's the other thing. My again with probably, what I'm saying with that statement, Texas. I think it's Texas too. But Texas with Supreme that Court statement, is. right? With that statement, I guess my point is is also understanding what you're asking for and and what power you have to do that. Because what I didn't realize specifically is that it is legal i mean like it's it's a law that they have that like you said that not the cooling off but it's a law that they have the the paid leave so when you ask for people to not be on paid leave you don't realize that you have more power than you think you do now i do understand that there are other things that go into that but also understanding that these are things that you're you're able to vote for instead of yelling at a department who can't just change it tomorrow. It's not It's not a policy that they have on the books. It's not like whoever was in power sat down and said, this is what we're going to do, and then you just have to change their minds. It's an actual law on the book. On so, the books. so then you're talking about a very complicated process of, of legislative of, changes. Right. Of yes. Somehow getting referendum for that particular piece law on the books and then making the public aware of that so that they vote and historically nationwide we're not very good voters unless it's a presidential election election. and even well you know how that goes right exactly right (laughs) so but i guess my point in saying what i'm saying is is if you are listening and you are one of the people who are saying you know it's not right that she be on paid leave and don't get me wrong i am not at all judging you because before he said this to me yesterday i was under the impression that this was a police department Thing. It is not a police department thing, according to him. Them having paid leave is on the books as a law mm-hmm. in the state of in Texas. In the state of Texas specifically, don't know about anywhere yeah, else, not, but yeah, in the state of yeah, in the state of Texas, they are supposed to be on paid leave. They are following the law and to yell at the Dallas Police Department specifically on this order. I'm not saying oh yeah, I'm just saying on this particular thing. It's not something, and again, that goes back to what I was saying before, is starting fires that we, like, you realize you're holding the water while, while you're starting the fire. And it's like, what are you going to choose to do here? So you need to actually understand that. That's, um, that's where community activism comes into play. That's where working with these organizations that are uh, trying to um, institute legislative changes and whatnot that are actually lobbying uh, the Texas House and, and state uh, uh, representative or the uh, Senate um, for changes to these laws. They can't get anywhere unless they have a senator or a uh, representative to introduce these bills, and these bills don't get written on their own. So, I mean, I, there's a number, a number of organizations here in Texas that are that are just hungry 
for people to come in with these opinions mm -hmm. and to develop these legislative um, uh, opportunities in order to push to the state legislators so that you know, we can finally get some bills from the people as opposed to these lobbying packs and, and groups, or special interest groups like the police associations mm -hmm. in order to get some books, get some books on, I mean, get some laws on the books for the people and not for special interest groups and organizations and companies as the, because as of right now, you know, according to United States uh, Supreme Court decisions, companies are people. So, and organizations are, are people as well because they're treated better and they get more funding than, actual, than the actual citizens. So it's time for citizens to, to actually, you know, stop, can I, excuse my language, to stop bitching and get in, get into the game. And, and I agree with you, and what's difficult, I think, for most average, the average person, is that I'm working right. 40, mm -hmm. 45 hours. Are yes. you going to pay me to do this? No, this is, this is free. You, you just do this because you care about the community. You're and, working for your own rights. Right. Well, and, and there's, that's a case to be made for that, but I, I'm just saying that it, you know, yeah. people like with higher education, or that come from community right. activist families mm -hmm, recognize mm -hmm. yeah. that, and that's why they get involved, right. mm -hmm. is because they see the value in it and they know, but the person living paycheck to paycheck, yes. and yes. that's yes. trying to keep food and the rent and all of that, um, you know, it's a little bit difficult, more a, a more difficult sell for them. I, I totally and understand that. And I think the other thing, it's still, my, my thing with that is still we need to educate ourselves on what we have the power to do. Because my thing is, is you're right. I get that everybody, I mean, like everybody can't just randomly do a podcast in the middle of a whatever and call people who are who can also randomly <laughs> do a podcast like there are a lot of there are a whole bunch of people who probably have very similar views to us but don't have the freedom that we had to be able to come here right. and talk about it so i realize that that's the case what i'm saying is is we also need to educate ourselves to know what of that we are responsible for so if you're saying i don't have time to do that i'm trying to do this this and this that's fine but you can't yell about the things that a you're not changing because you don't have time and that's fine because at the end of the day you've made a choice i'm not saying your choice is bad i'm not even saying that it's good to have a choice but what i'm saying is, is you have to understand why you're yelling right. if you're going to yell about this change that needs to be made then you need to understand that the only way that change gets made is if you do x y or z and if you choose not to do x y or z it does not get changed. That doesn't mean you got to show up at every meeting. That doesn't mean, but it does mean you have to know how things work. You have to know how things change. I want to. I want to throw this in there. You know, protest is valuable. Yes. And people being frustrated to the point of raising their voice in concern, or you know, just showing up to a random event. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we can't stop there, mm -hmm. and and I agree with you that 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 it is necessary to be educated. Um, but then we run into those who are working, and working, and robbing and Peter to pay Paul, and they can't. And they, so they physically right. don't have. There are only twenty four hours of the day right. that we get that they get. Right. They can't. Right. And what do they want to do on their free time is relax. I totally get that. Yeah. I, I value my couch time. I value my time or, with my I dog. Or I don't know, and, maybe kiss a kid, pet a dog, <laughs> you know? But at, right. the end of, but at the end of the day, it, it all boils down to, it, I think it all boils down to how far are you willing to let people run over you? 
or how long, how far are you are you willing to to how far, how far are you willing to go in in pursuit of better? And I get really nervous with that because I don't. The reason I get nervous with that is because I don't ever want it to seem like I'm judging your choice to not do something. Right. If you're, it, when you say how far, like how how long are you willing to allow someone to do? I feel like it can come off a little judgmental. Yeah. Um. And I don't. And I want to be clear. And if it, if, any, if if there's any time that I've ever said something that comes off that way, I'm not meaning for it to. Yeah. But. I am going to value your choice, whatever your choice is. Right. What I am, what I do judge, where my judgment comes in, is when you yell about things without knowing that you're making a choice. Like, understand the choices that you are given. And the consequences. And the consequences to good, those choices. Good and bad. Yes, good and bad. That And that could mean you get time to read a book, but unfortunately maybe you get pulled over by a cop and they get to go on paid leave after you know whatever happens understanding that there are consequences to your choices um whatever you choose is up to you now for me that's not a choice that i'm making i want to make sure that i keep saying something but i also have like i said i also have the the freedom to do that I, I don't have kids to worry about. I'm not working a 40, sometimes 60, sometimes 80-hour-a-week job. Mm-hmm. I get that there those are things. And I think that's why I yell as loud as I do, because there are people who can't. Right. But at the same time, that doesn't give you the freedom to go on any social media and then start fires that you're... Not necessarily that you're not willing to put out, but that you don't know that you're start like you're starting an unnecessary fire. And I think what I mean by that is again putting out false things. You know what I mean? You're because when you put something out on the internet, it takes five seconds for it to go out there. And so what I mean by going, it doesn't give you the right to start these false fires for the people who are going to go out there and speak on, you know, these issues. You've now got pictures of these people out there, and and, like and we, we don't even know. Like that's what I was gonna say. The poor woman who's in the picture, with right, them, with right. with him, with who, both them, with the whole arrow that says that she was involved and all yeah. that other stuff. That's you know, we place. haven't even we haven't even talked about that. And if poor people woman. see that picture and, and identify her, they're gonna be like, okay, you're the woman, you're the blah, blah, blah. and you're putting this woman's life in jeopardy, in and jeopardy. you haven't done the research or the you haven't. I mean, that's you've what I'm talking somebody about. Else's that's life. what I'm saying. You yeah. don't have the right to do. I'm not mm-hmm. saying. I'm not saying that if you have things to do and you don't have time, and oh well, you have. Yes, I get. I get that. That's fine. And I and I and I want to be very careful that I that I don't say then you don't get to bitch or you don't get to complain because you again get to feel how you feel. Right. If you are angry and you are pissed about it. You get to feel it. Well, you just don't. You don't, but get, you to don't get to lie. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Or give misinformation. Yeah. Like be be responsible be responsible. Because right. I've been. It's happened to me where I've put something out there mm-hmm. and later, you know, maybe 15, oh. 20 minutes find out and have to go back and delete mm-hmm. and realize, hey, that's, you know, that's, wrong. that's that inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, you, me you, too. We do have the freedom of speech, but we don't have the freedom we don't have the freedom from responsibility. Yeah. I mean, we're right. all responsible for what we put out there, whether it's intentionally or not intentionally. Right, right. And that gets me back kind of to backtrack just a little bit on the idea that they police need more training. Okay? And that that sounds good, mm-hmm. but like what kind of training are we talking about? 
um, by whom? Yeah. True. You know, what are we trying? In what, what situation? Are, right. What are the, you know, as, a, as an instructor, as a teacher, we have to have student learning outcomes. So by giving, by doing X, Y, Z, what are you hoping this training does? What is the Amen. outcome? Okay. And here's the reason why I say this is because, oh, I hope he doesn't get upset. He's, I, my, my ex, um, Back in the 90s, he was involved, like, you know, they're involved in just, like, he's chased people. I, I've heard stories, like, you know, when he was not the age he is now, you know, jumping over fences, mm. you know, you're trying to, you know, Straight foot chase. Order SVU stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's not always an exaggeration. And I'd be like, what, you know, what? What did you, what are you talking about? Yeah, I had to do this. And so it was one of those um, winters where it's like, we had snow and there's ice and so there's some person that they're trying to you know apprehend and he sit, runs and so he, you know my ex gets on foot with his partner and it's a chase for a while and so you're out of breath you got to consider adrenaline that kicks in and so they reach they get him and he's like okay we've got this under control he goes to reach for his um, handcuffs he cuffs the guy and so then you start getting other police officers coming in because you know it's been on there okay help your you know your fellow officer right and they get out of the car and the guy is being cuffed like the situation under is control. under control and they begin to kick and physically assault this alleged Person. That seems mm -hmm. like that seems to be the case in most of the police brutality issues that it's we've seen. It's already under control. Right. But what what when but what goes even what was even worse about this situation is that at that point it's kind of like a pylon, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know a, a tackle situation. And yeah. so my ex says, I he, I feared for my life because now I can't. I don't know where my gun is, right. and and its security. Kind of thing, and so. Well, what about the other cops that's in the dog pile? Like I, where know, their stuff is. Right, and so this guy can can then get that, and you have a a very different situation. Right. Yeah. Fast forward without getting into an IED, you know, internal affairs is launched, and it's launched against my ex. Wow. Wow. So he went through a whole process for months of trying to... Vindicate his name. Exactly, and this is what happened and all of that. And he ended up, it was so interesting to, he won a True Grit Award and got, you know, John Wiley Price. It was this whole big thing, because this is in the 90s. But I'm, I tell that story and say all that to say, even with all the training that you get, you cannot account for the human... Error. And just emotions. Yeah. So, you know, they get, and so maybe, you know, it's not right, but your adrenaline is going and everything, and so you don't, you're not helping the situation. You're making it worse by trying to relieve how you feel and make yourself feel better, not realizing you have a gun. Yeah. You know, this situation is not like just all of us in here tussling. You know, these people have guns, and so you're trying to, I feel, he shouldn't have. Well, no, he shouldn't have, but that's beside the point. You know, I, I appreciate what you've brought up because you've brought up some, some things that, that 
most people, or I would think that some people don't consider when they're critiquing the police. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a gentleman, I was in a discussion with a gentleman last week, and he said, have you ever ridden with a police officer? Mm -hmm. Do you know any police officers? I was like, yeah, I have, I have cops in my family. And I, I, I have not ridden with them, so I don't know what their day-to-day -day do. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, I have been in conversation with police officers, both, I mean, pretty much everywhere that I have lived or everywhere that I've settled, you know, uh, or been. I, I've had interactions with the police, some good, some bad, some, some of my own accord, some because of them or what have you. But at the end of the day, after how many years of policing in America and how much data on police shooting, police involved, uh, uh, officer involved shootings, and and these kind of events, and the the data that's not readily available because authoritative decisions were made not to track certain things, you would one would think that there would be better practices in place for policing to avoid the unintentional or intentional loss of life. I I, I refuse to believe that out of all the training that's happening, there's been adequate training in order to of in order to uh, decrease the uh, decrease the option or the opportunity for loss or for life to be lost. Does I don't that know that sense? I'm going to say that I refuse to believe that though. Um, and maybe I'm just maybe maybe I'm being a little Pollyanna rainbow here. I don't know, but I feel like the people that I've talked to. It seems like it's definitely on their, on their radar. It's got to be because of the fact because of the fact I, that they're in the trenches. Yeah, and that's I, always I, on their mind. I mean, I guess I, I'm not saying you're you're wrong. I just I'm having a hard time saying I refuse to believe that this is not, I, like surely that has to be. At the end of the day, the issue that I think I have is we're talking about training police officers to respond better to be human uh -huh. to be hum to be humane in their interactions well, however comma that's not what i believe the problem is we're we're talking about humans mm -hmm. with their own biases right and so i feel like 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 i don't know what kind of training there can be done Implicit bias, it, implicit bias training that we have to go through in the North Texas Conference of the United Methodist Church. So, um, so like, like, so, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that's human training, though. Right. Like, how is that any different from, like, and I guess that's what I'm saying is, is like when we keep talking about the police training and and not knowing what they go through, I think what people are, and maybe I'm misunderstanding people but i think what people are talking about is them using their guns or the use of the guns or how when how they shoot because the reality is is they are not trained in fact to shoot to disable or or what they are trained to shoot to, to kill. kill right and that's that a problem what they, but that's, but that's a problem uh, okay okay yeah, the military there's, there's the military hold on uh, yeah the military is trained i i've i've spoken to some military personnel navy marine corps army both in my family and not and most of them, all of them, have said that they have been trained to shoot to warn, shoot to maim, shoot to kill, in that order, given, the, circum fair. given the circumstances. It can be done. Why is the first response of most police officers that we've seen in the news? That's now, fair. Now, understand, now, understandably, there's a lot more police officers in, on the police forces than we've seen police officers killing people in the news, right? 
Okay. Right. So, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the minority. Right. But it's a very loud minority. And that very loud minority is enabling the view of police officers being trained to kill or being on the lookout constantly for, uh, uh, for crime or being in the mode of crime, crime stopper all the time. I mean, it, 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 but to the extreme, if that makes sense. I mean, I like, think that... It's I like being on edge for and looking for things to pop off. Well, okay, so on, on one hand, right, right, like if we're going to talk about policing in general, there is obviously, you know, since the 90s, the, the tradition of like broken windows policing or high impact um, like police presence or whatever, where like, yes, you are constantly looking like basically for an excuse to lock up a young black and, black or brown person. I mean, I'm, I say that like it's a joke, but it's kind of not a joke. Right. Um, so yeah, 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 sure, that's the problem. But at the same time, yeah, well, I mean, if we think about it, in theory, sure, we, we do want the police to always be ready to, if someone is getting attacked, for the police to stop that attack, or if somebody's about to get shot, for the police to stop that shooting, right? Like, yeah, we, we do want the police to do that. The issue is, I think... That moment of discernment, right, we if that's necessary. We just, not, right. we just don't want the cops to... Like, that moment, and I think... Like, you have choices. I, yeah. Or don't don't kill them and don't, you like... You go straight to the choice of lethal... Right. right. Using lethal... Or That's unnecessary violence. Or or excessive force, like you were talking there, about. Yeah. Because you have tasers, you have right. other... You have... I mean, they, they do nightsticks training. I feel training. like I want you to know to shoot to kill. Right. It's, again, though, what I'm saying is, is the training that we're talking about, it, it just... It, I don't know that it's, I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't know that it's specific to police. The training that we're talking about, I don't know should be specific to police. Why, why? The, the training that I'm, t I, I think that they should have it. But what I'm saying is, is if we're yelling that they should be, there should be more training, shouldn't we all be trained on our no, own biases? No, because we all, well, yes on that, but yeah. we don't all carry No, I agree. Weapons. Right. I agree. I'm saying it's not they our should job. absolutely And we aren't protectors, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't sworn to be protectors of all of these people, of all people, as well with, as upholders yeah. of the law. Yeah, right. no, no, no. Upholders I get, of the law. I, I totally. I'm again. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be trained. I, I guess, what I'm understanding when people say that there should be more training is they're they're expecting more field training. What I'm interpreting training to be is field mm -hmm. training. Mm -hmm. And, and it's that's probably not what no. I'm saying. It is probably the issue. needs to be intercultural competence. Yes. Yeah. Right. And perhaps, and perhaps, and then that, does that go needs on. to be the conversation. That, what do you, like you said, going back to what you said, what do you mean by training? If yeah. you're going to yell and scream that the police need more training, what do you mean by that? Because yeah. to me, I don't mean that they need. They they clearly know how to use guns just fine. Right. That's not the problem, <laughs> you know. But but um, asking those questions, yeah. Well, so I think that there are people who are answering that question. You know, I was I think I heard on a on a podcast somewhere. There's a police chief somewhere in Florida. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what city, but basically he just kind of decided that his department was going to shoot less people. And <laughs> what a novel idea! He just woke up one morning and was like, "What you gonna do today? Make sure my department shoot less people." <laughs> and it See you at dinner. <laughs> it, and this is, and who knows better how to do that than other police officers? You know, yeah, I've right. always, or for a long time, I thought that like, just set the standard. Like, if we need laws, we need, we literally, we just need a law that says, "Okay, y'all, y'all need to shoot less people." 
We're going to, for real, for real, for real, talk about this because I had to write this down so you guys can't see it, or maybe you can a little bit, um, but I wrote down uh, the difference between murder, voluntary manslaughter, and involuntary manslaughter because I have to understand what it means because I feel like we're all saying like, oh, she should be charged with this or she shouldn't be charged with that, but we don't really... Cause, so like what I had said to the gentleman, I was like, look, I got my badge from Law & Order SVU and ID channel, and I realized that that's probably not accurate, right? Um, so can you explain <laughs> to me how that works? So what you see on Law & Order also, comma, is like California law and New York law is not the same as Texas law. So to understand what it is, okay. So, based on these definitions, I'm going to read it for people who can't see it, but I want us to talk about what we really think it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what he said he thinks it should be. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing is murder in the first degree. Again, I got this from Wikipedia, so, you know, take that for what you will. Uh, murder in the first degree is intentional or willful and premeditated with malice aforethought. Um... And then, of course, felony murder, which is a division of first-degree murder, just means it happened within the commission of a crime. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Second degree is intentional but not premeditated. So you meant to kill them, but you didn't think about it before. Voluntary manslaughter. So what he told me is crime of passion is one of them, but it's not necessarily the thing. Mm -hmm. Voluntary manslaughter just means that, or, or manslaughter means you didn't mean to do it, but you did it. And I was having a hard time when I was talking to him because I was like, that's not, that's not what, that's not what Wikipedia said. I know you carry a badge, <laughs> but I'm getting some confusion here. So according to Wikipedia, voluntary manslaughter is when you intended to kill someone without going there with the intent to kill them, meaning that you were, in the moment that you killed them, you intended to kill them, but you did not show up intending to kill them. So there was no premeditation. You, there was no premeditation. And the involuntary manslaughter means the lack of intention to kill, but with intentional or negligent act that led to death. Right. So Which you did I think something that one's wrong the clearest. And died. Right. I think that one for me has been the clearest. Yeah. And the, mo the easiest way to talk about that is you know a car drunk driver that like to that to me that's the clearest you were intentionally drinking you were negligent with your behaviors and it ended in somebody's death so that is involuntary manslaughter and I think comma for me comma we can go ahead and take that off the board because I don't think that's where she at yeah. that's just me what y'all think <laughs> well yeah I think that um I think that when you pull out a gun and shoot someone then you obviously intend to kill them right. So, so involuntary ain't a thing. So now we're down to the two. So as a group, this room agrees so far with the two choices that have been given to, like for this officer, right? Mm -hmm. The two options that are on the board that can be discussed with valid reasons to explain either side, in my personal opinion, from how I understand the definition. What's left then is murder or voluntary manslaughter. So, now that we have exhausted all of the information that we know, what say you, good kind people? Do you still stick with murder? Mm -hmm. Yes. Murder in the second degree. 
I don't know if I can make that judgment because, uh, again, given it's only what speculation. We know. Given, but given what yeah, we, know, we know. Yeah, given what we know. Because more information could come out that would change. And, right. And but given what we know. Jack has us waiting um, to see if more information will, in fact, come. Yeah. Because there is a possibility that they're saying we're kind of we're kind of hanging back and we're taking the last bit of, of the podcast. But supposedly um, there will be a press conference. Uh, press conference with the family. And they are saying that they have new evidence that has come out. So we're kind of waiting on that, but, but it hasn't happened yet. But, but based, ahead, off, based on the information that we know, we think. But based off the information we know, um, both that's been leaked to the public, mm -hmm. as well as what the, what the quote unquote official stories have been from the multiple account from official, the multiple official, agencies. Official, unofficial, official, unofficial. Right, right, right. I'd say based off of the information that you know is coming from the apartment complex and that kind of thing, I'd say in the first degree. So here's what I thought. Based on what I read, I could understand voluntary manslaughter. And this is why. Removing the passion part. She intended to kill him. Yeah. But when she arrived there, she did not think, I'm here to kill a man. And for that reason, I was like, could, I can see how be. we can get to voluntary manslaughter. What, what's, what's, what's influencing that decision? Because there's a couple of different lines of thought that, that have to be pursued before you get to that point. Because if let's, because let's just be real. There's a lot of information out there that can influence your decision. But yep. if, if we're saying that, okay, she... Uh, came off of a 12-hour shift, was disoriented, and was looking for her apartment, and was fumbling with the wrong one. Um, it, it could be it could be involuntary manslaughter. But right, but if she came off of a 12-hour shift and was drunk, and was so belligerent, like, and was belligerent because like of that would be more. If she came off and she was drunk, that would be more involuntary manslaughter. No, okay. I don't. I, no, I he's not. Buying very it. much doubt that it is a standard practice in um, in courts, especially in Texas, to describe inebriation, but where you like pull out a gun and shoot somebody when you're inebriated as involuntary manslaughter. I, that's you're true. In an altered okay. state. That's true. But you chose to enter that altered state. Yeah. Right. And so what you do in that altered state, I feel like you are just as liable for. And also, come but on. how different is how it from, a car, black from people, people who driving are in jail a car? Be in jail right. if it was like, oh no, it was involuntary. I didn't mean to shoot him. I was just high. Right. What? Right. How yes. many courts are going to accept that? First, None. but but let's strike that back. <laughs> you don't shoot somebody just because you're high. Let's let's let's. Oh no, let's, of course no. But I'm saying, if you, but that's okay, what but it sounds like, right? How different is that How different from from being in a car then? Because to me, a car is also a weapon. Yeah, it can be. Well, yeah, it can be. The, it can be. The difference I mean, is that's true. It can be versus a gun just straight if up. You're, if you're drunk in that, <laughs> if you're drunk in that car, if you're drunk and then you decide to get into the car and then you actually hit somebody, that could be seen either way. It just well, depends on how the and we're talking about how the like, what do we think? But at the end of the day, if she does in fact go to trial. There's enough where you know you take plea bargains. They go down. Okay, maybe we don't have enough evidence to feel comfortable that we'll get a conviction with murder in the second degree. So hey, how, let's talk. You know, and you'll go ahead and, and plea out for voluntary manslaughter, which you know you get less time. I mean, there's just so many variables 
you know, it, we're kind of talking like what'll make us feel better. Like what? Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, so, we I think, right. so, but I think that that's what everybody is like. Oh, she should be. Oh, what, right. she's only being. It's only manslaughter. Right. Why isn't it murder? It should definitely be murder. And it's like I think that comes down to what will make us, in fact, feel better. Right. But, the, but it, then we also, would feel better if it were murder. A, if it's right. A right. But if, what about what about the scenario in if if that she has that she had a relationship with the guy because that's still floating out there even though the pictures yeah. have been disproven and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, there's the still that possibility. Come out and said that they don't. According to one of the uh, one of the reports, we that they didn't know each other, but. Do we know that that's actually factual? I mean, it, are they going to come up with the with Are they going to come up with the story that she it's, had a relationship with him? That could be and, possible. I have heard from both sides that she didn't that they did not know each other. Okay. I have heard from both sides, okay. not just one saying, "Oh no, that wasn't a thing." I've heard from both uh, Lee mm -hmm. at, at one of his press conferences, mm -hmm. and okay. um, I th I think it was Renee. Okay. Chief Renee. That they did not know each other. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, we'll just put that one to bed. Put that um, scenario to bed. I, again, well, with this new information, we, have we no don't know. no reason to believe that they know each other yet. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, I think what it was is, we, yeah, we have no reason to believe, but there was another one where she actually said, no one in the family can, no one in, in her family, or like in her camp or his camp, can say that. Right. So, I mean, and I think that that's also a fair answer because, your family might not know everybody you date exactly. or, or anything like that. So we don't know. So to, to also your point, <coughs> this new evidence that may or may not be coming out in a few minutes could be, well, we actually found there was this love note she wrote to, I don't know. We don't know it's going to come out, but um, who knows? But based on the information that we have right now, no, they did not know each other. She did not get into the apartment. Mm -hmm. She shot him in the doorway. While he was wearing his boxers. Uh, that's not completely clear. That was just what he thought. Okay. Um, that is what the officer said he thought. He did not confirm that. Okay. But the, the thought process is he was, in fact, in his boxers, so there could not have been a conceived, uh, a concealed weapon, rather. Um, and um, there are claims that she yelled to open the door according to neighbors. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're also trying to find out. Mm -hmm. If the claims that, that she yelled, open the door, open the door. Because to me, at that moment, if she yelled, open the door, open the door, that's what makes it murder to mm -hmm. me, for sure, mm -hmm. without anything. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, you can no longer, you can no longer claim that you thought you were at the wrong apartment. Because if that's the case, if you thought you were at the wrong, at the right apartment, you don't need somebody to open the door. You have the key. Now, because you can't use it properly, that's on you. But if you can say, open the door, open this door, and if you genuinely think you're in danger, you can, you can then back up from that situation. Now, I don't know what Why the cause- Why would you if you have a gun, right? And so, and so, but, and that's my thing is, is I don't know then if that's the case, would, would, I don't know the, the protocol. Do you call at that point? Would you call somebody for backup? Hey, I think somebody's in my house. Let me back up out of the situation instead of banging on the door. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that police policy is. Well, I don't know what the expectation is. And she's not obligated to follow any police policy. She's not on duty. But going back to what we said at the beginning, she is still wearing a uniform. uniform. So she's Therefore, supposed she's act. supposed to act 
in accordance. According to what he said, if we go back to the very beginning, he said part of the reason that there is a problem for her is that she's in full uniform and she is not allowed, she's not afforded the privileges, or not necessarily privileges, but basically the coverage that a civilian would have, which if, if you're a civilian, you can in fact shoot somebody that is in your home, that, that you believe is burglarizing your home. If you are a police officer and you are in full uniform, that is, you have to act as a police officer should, so so according know, to what he told me. So do we know for certain, or this is still um, hearsay, that she yelled, open the door, open It's the door. still hearsay. That okay. is what uh, neighbors have said. Mm -hmm. Several ne neighbors have said that she opened that. She said, open the door, open the door. And I've heard that as early as Friday. Yeah. Um, if I can, I'd just like to make a quick um, clarification on the subject wow. of the... Um, the definitions of the various like murder, manslaughter, et cetera, et cetera. In Texas. Tell me about Texas, because also note that Texas is different because yep. we're, we're, we're all Texas. country. <laughs> Texas is its own country. We can do what we want. In Texas, murder is intentionally or knowingly causing the death of an individual. Mm -hmm. And then other stuff that's like so there's felony murder, right? Like it's it's felony murder if you were committing another felony right. and you killed and you killed somebody. Right, yeah. But then like there's so murder two in Texas is solely that that's where Texas puts a crime of passion in ah, effect. Okay. Right? It's second so, degree. Okay. So, so in yeah. Texas a crime of passion is murder in the second degree. And Texas does not make a distinction between voluntary and involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, I think he was saying that too. What he was we, saying manslaughter period. Instead, what we have is manslaughter, which is if you recklessly cause the death of an individual, and criminally negligent homicide, homicide which is mm -hmm. if you cause the death of an individual by criminal ne negligence. Um, so this is involuntary is criminally negligent homicide. More or less. So in Texas, manslaughter means I was reckless, and then criminally negligent, negligent homicide is I was criminally negligent. The difference between reckless and criminally negligent, in practice, I'm sure means, reckless means I was acting reckless. Criminally negligent means I was part of an organization and we broke the law and that caused someone to die. And since I was responsible for ensuring that my corporation didn't break the law, I am now guilty of criminally negligent. I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about um, like criminally negligent negligent homicide with respect to like car accidents oh right? is that really you call that it's, it's that's you're, fair you're involved yeah. in you're involved is that not in right i buy that i buy that yeah you were negligent and somebody else lost that criminally neck i imagine i think that so my guess would be if you're drunk you would probably get manslaughter okay. right because that was reckless you drove a car while drunk that's reckless but criminally negligent homicide might just be like you drove very poorly. You weren't necessarily reckless, but you were negligent. Which that's also a thing too. You could just say like, yeah, you were like, what would that be like? Texting while driving? Yeah, that would be. But no, but that to me still that's sounds still like reckless, reckless too. Because the because the crime. But well, and the, again, the I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how the statute is applied. So now and we need a police officer and a lawyer to come on and tell us what the heck all this means because we all know. Um, like, what's the difference between reckless and criminally negligent? I don't know. You, we we're always going to have a follow-up to a conversation. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm all about it. So, okay. So, let me tell you what he said in terms of murder <coughs> and manslaughter and what, would, what is going to work against her. He said it's better for her to be charged with murder. And the reason he said that is because it's harder for them to prove. So, for the detectives who are saying they want her to have manslaughter manslaughter will 
it's going to be easy for them to prove that. And it's pretty well, yeah. much going to be a guarantee that she's going to get, she's going to she have some She recklessly caused the death of an individual. Yes. That is true. To me, that's why I said manslaughter makes sense. This officer was like, oh, no, it's absolutely clear. I mean, I didn't ask him any questions. He offered that off the bat. He said, so actually, I believe the beginning of the conversation was, yeah, so he says you have some questions about the murder of this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, about the murder of this gentleman. Sure. Like, so he is very clear that he believes it's murder. Well, according to the Texas statute, again, the statute is a person commits an offense of murder if he intentionally or knowingly causes the death of an individual, intends to cause serious bodily injury, and commits an act clearly dangerous to human life that causes the death of an individual. Well, yeah, she shot him. That's... According to this statute, a yeah. plain reading of this text would yeah. tell you that's that's murder. That's murder. But it's the intentional and willful part that that perhaps that's what's that, getting me. That would be difficult to prove. Prove because you have to prove, prove that intent. she went there. And 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 the thing is, is you have to prove that in your brain. When you think about, you have to prove what happened in her brain. When you right. think about, a, now I sure I sure hate to draw some lines to, uh, to SVU, but them cases, <laughs> right? They looking for letters. They looking for text messages because they cannot tell you what you were thinking. But if you wrote it out on a piece of paper, like. At the end of her shift, I intend to go home. Like that would be, it, you have to prove that. So he was saying, I like, it, it's murder. It is murder, and his thought is, it is murder, but it's going to be hard for them to prove that. So she that's murdered. why originally the DPD was wanting to get manslaughter, but the judge said murder, which then. If we're right, if we're right on this breadcrumb trail, then it's actually the judge that wants it to be where mm, maybe she doesn't get. Listen, I mm. I don't I don't want to be accused of saying what somebody thought about something about something else that yeah. happened that didn't happen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that given what we've talked yeah. about, that's. It's given, odd. Given well, so and here's what I will say. This is what I will say. Given what we're what we've talked about is even when we are asking for things, I feel like we don't know what we're asking for. That's a very good point. That and so like as we're yelling and we're like she should get murder. murder, murder, murder. Here's the thing: Are you setting yourself up? Because if you don't understand, again, that goes back to educating yourself on what's out there and what exists. If you don't know what it takes to prove a murder case. You absolutely may ask for murder all day long, and then and then what's going to happen? The same thing that happened on all the other cases that we asked for murder for, and they didn't go to jail. Perhaps when we go back and we look at some of these cases that we've been really, really adamant about charging somebody for something, and then we see that they get out of jail, then we're mad. Oh, see, nothing ever happens, but we don't understand that... In order to go to jail for murder, you have to prove that they thought this. And we cannot prove that they thought this. And I and think we also have to know state to state the, if that's, the yeah. intricacies of the laws. Right. Because not every state and nuances. Right, yep. has the I mean, same yeah. interpretation yep. or wording, just like we've showed criminal, criminally negligent. Homicide. But also at the same time, like people get charged. I, I, I have a feeling that people get charged with with uh, crimes and then the charges change midstream anyway. Right. Um, sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like it happens frequently. Right. So why why hasn't there been any charges 
I think what Cause we know, so cause what we, he cause said because what we know for the for right now is that she killed somebody. Yes, he's dead. Mm-hmm. I think what he's saying too and, at this point is he said within the he said within the <coughs> week she's going to be charged with something. Now I understand sure. all of your issues with why it's taking so long. I'm not taking away from that. But what I am saying is he said, oh, she's going to be charged with something. So now we also, as a community, kind of have to decide, well, what, what does that mean? Because are we, again, like, I get why she should be charged with murder. Mm-hmm. I get it. I think probably at this stage. But so we're not going to be happy. We're, we, well, right. But we've come all the way from since we started the podcast to now. And I think, you know, we it's going to be important, one, to keep the conversation going and to keep looking out because, you know, unless you're emotionally vested or community minded, if this doesn't make the news in three or four days, people move on. Right. And, yeah. and because until, there will and, be something else. Right. Uh, right. And until there's a charge or a lack of a charge, then, then everyone gets, gets riled back, back up. And mm-hmm. so it's going to be behooving upon those of us that are interested, invested in knowing what's going to happen to kind of be like we're monitoring, okay, is there going to be the press conference by the family attorney today? Like, who else is doing that? Yeah. I, I would imagine it's a fairly small percentage of people that are doing that. And so, you know, I think it, for now we're going to have to just, it's kind of like sit and wait. Yeah. And watch. And, and that's the hard part. I think that's the hard part. Right. I think, and I think maybe, again, going back to the beginning, that's where we're all angry. And it's, it's the hard part to sit and wait. It, it, like you want us to sit on our hands and what we do know is that this, this young man is dead. We're going to again bury a young man before someone gets put in jail. We're right. going to have the opportunity right. for you to conduct your investigation, right. be finished with this young man's body, return it to a family, and then have a burial before anybody is put in any jail or any charges are made. And I think that's where that's where, most that's where the anger is. Um, so if we go around and do our closing, our leaves and takes takeaways. Um, my takeaway is is that this is it's complicated. I know on the surface, and I feel this way that it shouldn't be complicated. It's not. Uh, a young man is dead because someone made a mistake in looking, you know, getting at the wrong apartment and all that. But when you know this last part of talking about murder versus voluntary manslaughter, involuntary, on and on. It's, it is, it's complicated unless you're a lawyer and you, or you really do your homework and you know. So, um, you know, I think that that's a takeaway from me because it's easy to sit behind your computer or on your phone and, you know, that she should get and this and this. Well, you know, maybe, maybe. Um, my leave is to, you know, educate, like, I'm, I'm now I'm curious. I want to go and read the penal code a little more closely and, you know, here in Texas and find out a little bit more. And then also to stay vigilant uh, on this particular case um, and look for um, information that continues to come out and make sure that the sources are dealing in accuracies mm-hmm. um, rather than simply hearsay um, and just kind of keep the story going. So as information is disseminated, posting that, you know, via uh, the social media choices I, you know, make. What I would say, um, 
and I'm leaving this because I also got this from the conversation that I had with, with the, the officer, um, is understanding again what it is you're asking for. If you're going to say she needs to be charged with murder, what does that mean? Understand what murder means. Understand what that looks like in the justice system. What do you need to do to prove murder? Can you prove murder? Do you really honestly know what she was thinking? Do we, do we know that? Because we're saying that we're pretty sure X, Y, and or Z. Do we know that? What does that mean? Also, um, again, talking about like, when we're yelling for things and what we want, when we're saying things like the police need better training or they need to be trained more, they need to be trained longer, understanding what that means. Are, are you actually saying that they're trained to shoot to kill? Because if that's your focus is trained to shoot to kill, for me personally, that ain't my thing. I, I'm, I'm worried about who they trained, which means that there's something that happens before they shoot to kill. I wanna know what you right. see when you see this person. So, um, and that is something that that he was saying when I had talked to him was about, you know, asking for training that people don't know. Um, and so in the interest of making sure that you get educated and that you understand what, um, what is out there, he suggested that you read the Texas Penal Code because also what you see on TV, again, to repeat, ain't what happens. In Texas, we're our own, we're our own entity. We do our own thing. So um, as we have already deciphered, even what we call murder and involuntary manslaughter and all of that is different. So um, make sure that you do that. The other thing that he suggested that I'm going to look up personally was the Citizens Police Academy. Never have I ever in my life. No, nah, no, nah, I'll do nothing with no police officers. I don't do that. That's, that's See, that's, that sounds terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. It sounds uh, very Zimmerman, if you ask me. But, uh, I mean... It has the possibility of going that way, of going that direction, of equipping someone who should not be a police officer, but at the same time, you're, you're giving Your education. No, no, no. I, I'm on board with it for that point. What I'm saying is, is I feel like it opens up some doors to some Zimmerman. Just saying. But, but... He did suggest that, and it is something I'm going to look at because if I'm going to ask some questions, because another thing that I learned, sorry, this is a very long leaf slash takeaway. Another thing that I learned last night is th that there are very few things in the state of Texas that you can actually be taken to jail for. Um, that he, he said that there are two, and I, if you are an officer or you want to actually jump in later, I will correct myself on the next podcast, but there are two, and one is like, you, or you cannot, sorry, you cannot be taken to jail for um, speeding, mm -hmm. and you cannot be taken to jail for an open container. You can't, that's what I said, that look that you have right now. And I said, I'm sorry, what, who? I'm sorry, say who? That is what he told me. He said, you can, however, be taken to jail for failure to signal. You can, however, be taken to jail for all those things. Now, that's why I was confused. So again, now what he said is that is with, in the state of Texas. Now, in Dallas, he said what they, even though it's on the books, he said usually what happens is in Dallas, you, they won't take you to jail for just one of those, but it'll be more than, it'll be more than one. So it'll be like, you failed to signal and you did this and you did that. So now we can take you to jail because they're all three of these things. But my point is, I know that. So 
educate, I think it's important for us to educate ourselves not only on, like, what, what are the procedures? How, like, what, what does it take to get arrested? So as we're asking, like, oh, anybody else would have been arrested, maybe that's true, but also are we, like, what, what is it that we don't know about the policies and procedures? Um, yeah, I think that would be my leave. Um, my takeaway, I, I really took away a lot of things that Ms. Liz was saying. There were just a lot of things um, that even just some of the understanding of the inner workings of, of what she as a wife experienced um, was very was very interesting and understanding how you know how a situation can even turn out poorly for you know, her ex those those things happen um, so I think recognizing that those things exist um, and making sure that we give equal weight to that. Um, and, and the service that, again, all police officers aren't bad, so the service that they do for us, understanding that that, that has equal weight. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me, for inviting me uh, to speak with you all, and I appreciate the conversation. I'm, I look forward to you know having more conversations because I miss having intellectual um, conversations like this all the time because, I mean, they're in the classroom or I'm working, but very seldomly do I have friends that I can come together with that can have this kind of back and forth, this kind of exchange of ideas and, and sharpening of, of, of mentalities and whatnot. So I do appreciate you, and it's always good to see you. Um, one, of my, one of my friends, uh, one of my minister friends, uh, posted a Howard Thurman quote on Facebook that I suddenly, and, and on Instagram too, and I, I think that it basically sums up my, what I want to say in closing. Um, Howard Thurman said, life is simple, but, al but also complex. Uh, life is simple in the fact that, you know, according to theological thought and, and what God has ordained through, the, through biblical uh, scriptures is that we're supposed to love God, love our neighbors, and love ourselves in the process. You know, and everything should stem from that, from that love. Um, but the complexity of humanity deserves to be considered in that equation. So, and, and complexities of the world. So with that complexity, um, it, if I think it's incumbent upon us to do our research, to do our homework, um, to get involved where, we're, where, where we can, because life is political. So uh, we, have to, it, it, we have to get involved in the politics that govern us if we're going to live in civil, in quote unquote civilized society, you know, and not just let the laws run us, but us pay into the, but since we're paying into the system through our taxes and through and through other ways, we have to be engaged in life in that aspect. So it's not something we can hide from. It's not, it, we can't afford to, especially as minorities, because the system has run over us since we were brought to this country. But, it, but in my summation, I, I just want to encourage people to, to find their time for rest and recuperation mm -hmm. and time to actually think through what's been offered, just not going after every Reacting single everything. rabbit hole. Yeah. And also, How get, you get active. How suggest that? Because, huh? like you said, I too have been consumed yeah. 
by this. Just, so it's, 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 it's like, how do you, how do you do that? Just know we have an off button. We have multiple off buttons that we can take the choice of, of, of engaging. I can turn off my phone. I can turn off my computer. I'm real good at turning off, you know, <laughs> everything on the outside and just be me and my dog and my TV. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> at some point in time, we have to take ownership of our own lives and understand that there are, there's more to life than just what's coming through on the video, on the TVs, our own social network and whatnot. We have to, to but it's necessary for us to tune out, to tune into ourselves. Mm. And self-care is the best care that anyone yeah. could ever afford to yes. for themselves. Come through self-care. Um, after which I, I leave here. I'm probably gonna go home and do some homework, but I'm gonna work on my self-care after this. So I, I support that. Also, comma homework. Dang it. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> geez. We in a new. We in a new week. Man. But, be, but stay go. prayed up, y'all. Uh, yes. Yeah. Fortify yourself in whatever way you can fortify yourself. And whatever find, way is yeah. good for you to fortify and and yeah. recharge yourself. You can't actually. There's just that whole we get weary thing right. is a thing. It is. So but we got to we got to rest. And also find a find a way to laugh. It's laugh with somebody. Yes. With somebody. Yes. Can't just do it by ourselves. We aren't in this mess alone. We aren't on. We're on in, in this mess. Alone, being it with each other. So find a reason, find a way to laugh, and and y'all be blessed. So uh, before you do your thing, uh, Jack. Yeah. So uh, a couple different sources have reported that she's been arrested and charged with manslaughter. So a couple of different. This one. J.D. Miles, news reporter, CBS 11, has saying that she has been arrested for manslaughter. So there is, so we know that, so all we've got so far is that there's an arrest. It's not on their site, but I I think there's a lag between that. So what we know is that there has been an arrest, um, at least from a few different sources, you said? Yeah. News uh, News yeah. 11 says that according to News 11 there was an arrest she was arrested for manslaughter which again 5 minutes ago we talked about murder versus manslaughter and how do we feel so I I'm I'm interested to see how people respond but we've already done this long enough so I, f- I feel a little like uh, yeah. a, a little like Tyler Perry <laughs> at at uh at Mother Aretha's funeral Auntie Riri's funeral well, he was like but we've been here for a while so um, wow. let me <laughs> but I feel I feel I feel a little like Tyler Perry right now at, at her funeral Come but um yo homie uh your turn leaving oh. a takeaway okay um takeaways First takeaway is I'm going to stop uh, making faces at Janelle. Only <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I know what you're saying when you're not saying the things that you're saying. My second takeaway <laughs> is that uh, I'm going to go to Kristen's church after he gets, what did you say, you're a candidate? <laughs> for, so after you get ordained, is that correct? Yes, it's, it's a, okay. I'm a candidate for ordination, but so, I'm also in ministry as well. Okay. I mean, oh, so I'm I can go to your church a, now is what you're telling well, me. I don't have my own church because of, because I'm advocating, because I'm actually pursuing ordination as a deacon. However, right. I go to St. Luke Community and I am at this church. We're very driven socially, uh, socially, politically, and that's, that's, where I, that's where Janelle and I know each other from, as well as um, I will be uh, continuing in my in my internship um, through Perkins for while I'm 
going from my Master of Divinity, I'll be continuing at, uh, I'll actually be serving at uh, Warren United Methodist Church. Oh, okay. So, yeah. At uh, Warren United Methodist. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. He's See. got that. That's his second takeaway. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, my, my takeaway that actually has to do with, the, uh, <laughs> with not what I learned during the recording of the podcast, but the subject of the podcast. <laughs> uh, my, my takeaway is just that um, it does seem like there's just a, a lot of competing information yeah. in this case, not yeah. just from like ordinary people, but from from like the elected officials and from the people that are supposed to be in charge of this. Yeah. And A, it makes me suspicious yeah. as to why there is so much competing information. Yeah. Yeah. But B, I mean, I guess I do go back to that idea of this is a real opportunity for us to to for us to create pressure for elected officials. Right. You know, as long as we keep making noise about this, then I think that um, I think this is a case where hopefully I'm much more uh, ironically optimistic than I was when I started. You know, at first I was making a phrase at you when you said, "What's your expectation?" My expectation was she's a cop to kill somebody and go free because that's what happened. Right. But now, after this conversation and after. After the fact that she has actually been arrested, okay, it's being it's yeah, being it's being confirmed. It's officially being confirmed and reported multiple news. So uh, now that I'm hearing, and now that I know more about the circumstances of the case, uh, I am I am optimistic that some degree of justice will be done in this case. Uh, but but that justice, both in this case and more broadly speaking, doesn't happen unless we fight for it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so to fight for it. And my leave is one more thing about about uh, murder laws in Texas. Criminally, criminally negligent homicide, from what I can tell, is when you don't do something and it gets somebody killed. I think that's kind of the distinction yeah. between manslaughter and criminally negligent. Yeah, I could see like that. criminally negligent is like I was supposed to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Or the example that was given was like, if you, um, for example, if you don't test something and it ends up like where or if food you don't is, call the, if you don't call a, an ambulance, if you see uh, somebody is clearly dying or clearly needs help, and you don't, and you don't call nine one one. Then you could get so so like let's say you hit somebody with your car, you can tell that they need help and you drive away. If they die not if they die from those injuries, then you would be charged with criminally negligent homicide. Fair enough. Because you were supposed to do something, you didn't do it. That seems to me to be the distinction. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's my leave. My leave is my leave is read the Texas Penal Code yes. and then Google the terms in the Texas Penal Code yes. so that someone will explain what it actually means. Right. Do your due diligence. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, I think all of us are saying is be responsible. Be persistent. Well, and can I? Can I'm sorry. Can you I can. Have you one can, more. You can do the things. Because I feel like all of us had leaves and takeaways about the situation as a whole and about how to respond to it and about the. Um, dynamics around it, but I I, I want to uh, add as my last like leave or takeaway. I don't know, know which one it is. Is just to say one more time that uh, a man is dead for no reason, yeah. and it is important that we see justice done <coughs> because because we're human and and our lives do matter and we need to see justice done, I think. Maybe not in the way that it's done now, maybe not, you know, but we need to see some kind of recognition that what this woman did was evil, was cruel, was I don't care how intentional or not intentional it was, she was foolish and she deprived someone mm-hmm. of their life and she deprived someone of their child and someone of their and a community you know, family of, and a yeah. community of a member. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to uh, Botham's family and... Yeah. And and my heart goes out to to us. 
mm-hmm. as a community. Yeah. Um, my heart genuinely breaks for him and his family. Yeah. But um, I also understand the feeling of desperation that's happening. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I understand. Because of the proximity that we all have exactly. to this kind of tragedy. It's actually, the place is right. actually down the street from where we are currently. Where we are currently Two miles. sitting, we are only, you know, five to six minutes away from that particular spot. So um, understanding what that, like, I, I and I, and and that's the thing, like you said earlier, is we we walk around being police off, like be feeling this fear. Like mm-hmm. when you were talking about a police officer, what goes through their head day to day in that moment. But at the end of the day, they can go home and remove their uniform. They're protected to do so. They yes, mm-hmm. they can in fact go home and remove our uni- their uniform. But we cannot in fact remove our color, um, and that is the feeling is that that is what often convicts us. That's what endangers us. And it goes back to that Baldwin statement that, you know, to be black in America is to live in a constant state of fear. And 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 know that there's officers who go to work with the same color that Mm -hmm. we have. I mean, they they put on the uniform, they put on the blue over the black or over the brown. Right. (laughs) And are caught in between. So there's also that added influence in there too. So like we can't, we can't judge, we can't be judge, jury, and executioner for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and cops, and and there's some cops that need to understand that as well, but there's a lot of us that need to understand that. Yes. I mean, going back to my statement, I mean, it's complicated, but it's simple at the same time. This is all very messy. And, and I think, we just have to be responsible with what information we put out, how we share the information, um, and then we need to take responsibility to learn the things that we don't know. Um, we are going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you, we, Jack. we did actually end the podcast knowing that there was, in fact, an arrest. So yeah. that is a good way to end the podcast. Um, so I'm good with that. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for our first time being live. It was so Im- like impromptu but you know we made things work i guess question mark sweet um we will see you next time we record um hope to have you guys back so one last thing if you are listening just know that you are also a part of the conversation i invite anyone to write in um and be a part of the blog as well you can check us out at www.echoesofthestruggle.com slash blog um you are more than welcome to submit articles i take articles from anyone my main thing is just making sure that you are sharing your experience that's what we're about is sharing our experiences so check us out at again www.echoesofthestruggle.com slash blog and if you want to add anything to the conversation or if you just want to give us a topic let us know at echoes at echoesofthestruggle.com and we will respond to you as quickly as we can again thanks for listening create hope forge a path change the world Um, let's make a difference